0: From the Cyber Hub Bunker in studio, you're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast, and now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. And uh, good morning, everyone tuning in live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch—a global audience this morning. So very, very exciting. And what I mean by global, I've got—I'm uh, looking here at the map that's on this screen because I look at this screen where the camera is for everything else and on this screen I've got about 12 countries lit up this morning so uh good afternoon to those in Europe and good evening to our audience in Asia today welcome everyone to another exciting episode of the show uh it's Tuesday June 20 uh, June 13th 2023 a busy show today a lot to talk about including some news from yesterday some news from last week so we're going to get this show going. Please make sure to subscribe, follow us on your favorite podcast listening platform. And now, without further ado, join me for a amazing double espresso. Whatever you're drinking this morning, I hope it powers you through this Tuesday. Coffee cup, cheers, y'all. And with that, we'll kick off with the Fortinet news. So, we talked about this yesterday. Fortinet was about to release a CVE that's a critical zero day. They're saying it's being exploited and limited attacks. So, this kind of came out over the weekend. The CVE was CVE-2023-27997, a critical vulnerability that could be exploited by a remote, unauthenticated attacker for arbitrary code execution. On Monday, Fortinet confirmed that the latest 40OS and 40Proxy updates addressed the flaw, which it described as a critical heap-based buffer overflow in the SSL VPN module that can allow a remote attacker to execute arbitrary code or commands using a specially crafted request. Fortinet also confirmed that the researchers who broke the news over the weekend, Charles uh and danny uh, danny bach from the french cybersecurity firm lexfo were indeed the ones who informed it about the flaw in addition to the advisory fortinet on monday published a blog post clarifying that the CVEs just one of out of the six 40 os vulnerabilities resolved with the latest update the remaining flaws were discovered internally as part of an audit of the ssl vpn module that was triggered by the in the wild exploitation of cve 2022 42475 so you wanna get these updated. Um, no information has been shared uh, on the attacks potentially exploiting it, but the company did clarify that the zero day is currently not being linked to a recently disclosed Vault Typhoon campaign that was reported on by Microsoft. So you wanna update this. And again, one of the challenges for security practitioners is patching. It's a big one, right? But it's it's really the basic fundamentals. Talk to any CISO, go back and watch any episode of CISO Talk over the years. We talk about the CIS top 20, talk about doing the fundamentals correct, right? Good blocking and tackling. Part of that good blocking and tackling is patching. When your security vendor comes out with a patch, you ought to patch it. Also, Fortinet, you find a patch, it's critical, you see exploitation. You guys should be all hands on deck. Call everyone in from vacation, get every customer that's using this on the phone. Get them all to push the patch, patch through and make their lives easier and don't just put it out there and say, all right, y'all, you got to get it done. There's that. Confidential data in another story, by the way, confidential data is being downloaded from the UK regulator Ofcom in a cyber attack. This is being attributed to the move it file transfer tool uh, vulnerability. A spokesperson for Ofcom has told the record that the regulator was one of the many organizations affected by the move at cyber attack which has potentially impacted hundreds of organizations globally, a limited amount of information about certain companies we regulate, some of which is confidential, along with personal data, 412 Ofcom employees was downloaded during the attack. Klopp, uh, which has claimed responsibility for it, is also behind it. Security researchers identified more than 2,000 instances of the tool exposed to public Internet, with the majority being in the U.S., there were 128 instances of move it uh, transfer exposed to the internet from the uk although the number of companies impacted maybe maybe much much higher because of it and obviously we know bbc british airways boot and aerolingus are all impacted uh but now ofcom joins them as well and so while i love these statements we take security very very seriously all that good stuff I said it yesterday, I've said it for the the last week since this kind of movement vulnerability came out, this is larger than SolarWinds. It's going to have a greater impact than SolarWinds, and it's simply this whole SaaS model. And the SaaS model is extremely challenging because now researchers are reporting a first instance of automated SaaS ransomware extortion. The Omega ransomware group has successfully pulled off an extortion attack against a company's SharePoint online environment without needing to use a compromised endpoint. Which is how these attacks usually unfold instead the threat group appeared to have used a weekly a weekly secured admin account to infiltrate the unnamed company's environment elevate permissions and eventually exfiltrate sensitive data from the victim's sharepoint libraries the data was used to then extort the victim to pay a ransom this is likely a first of its kind attack as the attack merits attention because most enterprise efforts to address the ransomware threat and focus on endpoint protection mechanism so you see that the attack was observed began with the Omega Group actor uh, obtaining a secured service account credential belonging to one of the victim organizations. Microsoft Global Admins not only was the breached account accessible from the public internet, it also didn't have MFA enabled, something that most security experts agree is a basic necessity. The The threat actor used a compromised account to create an active directory user, somewhat brazenly called Omega, then proceeded to grant the new account all the permissions needed to create Havoc in the environment. These included permissions to be a global admin, SharePoint admin, Exchange admin, Teams admin. For additional good measure, the threat actor used the compromised admin credentials to grant the Omega account with so-called site collection administrative administrator capabilities within the organization's SharePoint online environment and to remove all other existing administrations. In SharePoint speak, a site collection is a group of websites within a web application that share admin uh, administrative settings and have the same owner. Site collections tend to be more common large organizations where different teams have different sites in the attack analyzed omega threat actors used to compromise admin credentials to remove some 200 admin accounts within a two-hour period armed with the self-assigned privileges the threat actor then helped themselves to hundreds of files from the organization's sharepoint online library sent them off to a vps hosted a host associated with a web hosting company in russia to exfil the uh to facilitate the exfil the threat actor used a publicly available node a JS module called SPP, pool that, among other things, allows developers to interact with SharePoint resources using HTTP requests. There was no endpoint compromise. It just got in, used your credentials, and really hijacked your identity. Identity is the new endpoint. I've got a series of blogs about that on my sub stack. You should go check them out. It's another great way, by the way, to support the show. Uh, without sponsors because our our Substack is is really, really cheap, and I'm going to be creating some really exclusive audio content on Substack in the next uh, 30 days. That announcement will be coming uh, not next week, week after next. Um, We'll be launching that in July as well. So your SaaS environment, not so much, and here's an attack. Identity matters, (laughs) and it's going to be a big one. Which leads to another one. An RDP honeypot was targeted three and a half million times in brute force attacks. Uh, RDPs are, so, is, is, are such a powerful magnet for criminals that an exposed connection can average more than 37,000 times, uh, 37,000 times every day from various IP address. During this phase, the attacks are automated, but once they get the right access credentials, the attackers start searching for important and sensitive files manually. An experiment using a high interaction honeypot with an RDP connection accessible from the public web shows how relentless attackers are and how they operate within the daily schedule, very much like working office hours. Over three months, researchers that go secure a threat hunting and response company with headquarters in the U S and Canada recorded close to three and a half million login attempts to their RDP honeypot system. Um, the honeypot had been functioning on and off for more than three years and running steadily for over a year, but the data collected for the presentation represents only three months between July 1st of 2022 to September 30th of 2022. During this time, the honeypot was hit 3,427,611 times from more than 1,500 IP addresses. However, the attack count for the entire year reached nearly 13 million login attempts. So if you're using RDP, here's the beauty of this. Um, um, You want to make sure it's secure. And obviously, there's some great stuff here about how these Guys operate no different than how we do. They go to work and they work their business hours. They go looking for things. They hunt for them. They find them and they try everything within their tool set to take advantage of it. Most of us use RDP. Make sure you've got your RDP covered effectively so that you don't become a victim. Seriously, want to address that. St. Margaret's Health is shutting down hospitals and other facilities in Peru and Spring Valley, Illinois saying a 2021 ransomware attack is partly to blame. The attack, which occurred in late February of 2021, back at the uh, almost one-year anniversary of the COVID pandemic, forced the shutdown of the Spring Valley Hospital's computer network, impacting all web-based operations, including its patient portal. The Peru branch was not affected as it operated on a separate system, smart, right, segmented their, their networks. The incident, the hospital said on social media, impacted its ability to build patients and get paid in a timely manner for the provided services. These systems were down for more than three months, compounded, compounded, compounded with the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic, a shortage of staff, rising cost of goods and services. The cyber attack forced the hospital to suspend some of its services in January of this year. And last, on June 16th, St. Margaret's Health will shut down both the Peru and Spring Valley facilities. Uh, This coming Friday in a video message on social media, chairwoman Suzanne Stahl announced that the OSF healthcare will acquire the hospital in Peru, which will help pay some of the spring Valley location debts. St. Margaret's Health will also close clinics in Henry LaSalle and Stratator and will sell other assets not included in the OSF healthcare transaction. This is the first healthcare facility to link its closure to a ransomware attack. So there's, that a friend of the show, Eric Krohn of No Before, says that the ransomware attack is only is only one of the reasons forcing the hospital to close. Obviously, other factors, but it's compounded, right? So, I mean, we see this now. Um, ec- economics play a factor. Companies are laying off people. They're laying off teams. They're cutting corners. They're trying to. Uh, they're not giving you the tools you need, and I mean, it's a snowball effect. One thing, then another. Then another, then another, and it's gone. When I had my own company, something very similar. It wasn't a cyber attack, but one thing happened, then another thing, then another thing, then another thing, and little did you know, you're you're out of business. And here's a cautionary tale and something that's, um, you know, really really should be a, a red alarm for for many people. Americans should prepare for cyber sabotage from Chinese hackers, according to CISA director Jen Easterly, in a uh, appearance at the Aspen Institute over the weekend. Um, Jen told the crowd, this, I think, is the real threat that we need to be prepared for and to focus on and to build resilience against is the Chinese threat. Um, she cautioned that Americans needed to be prepared for the likelihood that Beijing would dodge their defenses and cause damage in the physical world, given the formidable nature of the threat from Chinese state actors, given the size of their capability, given how much resources and efforts they're putting into it. It's going to be very, very difficult for us to dis- for us to prevent disruptions from happening. Chinese embassy obviously did not respond for a request, uh, a, a comment uh, seeking a reaction to the warning. Easterly uh, has comments follow a question about an alleged Chinese hacking group known as Vault Typhoon, as well as others um Jen ain't joking around this one y'all um she means it it's significant you guys um gotta gotta tool it up um y'all tool it up um and and there's that so finally yesterday we talked about how the azure portal uh was experiencing a DDoS attack according to microsoft it was a traffic spike that's not a DDoS attack They've identified a spike in network traffic, which impacted their ability to manage traffic to these sites and resulted in the issue for customers to access these sites. That's not a textbook definition of a DDoS attack, according to Microsoft. That's just so many people use portal.azure.com and so many of them went to it simultaneously because all of them needed to update their Azure portal that very, very moment. And so what happened was, um, you guys, you know, that... Chris rock joke. I've got a checking account and I've got a savings account and I got to move money from my savings account to my checking account to be able to afford it. <laughs> that's, that's the Microsoft excuse here. It's a bad Chris, uh, uh, sorry. It's a, it's, a, it's a bad, uh, Kevin Hart joke. Um, see what had happened was we had traffic in our savings account and, and, and we had traffic in our, in our checking account. And what we needed to do was move the traffic from the savings, account, but it takes time to get there. And so we couldn't get it. Come on, Microsoft, seriously, the reason I brought this up is because you deserve to be embarrassed for such a lame excuse. Say, we got hit with a DDoS attack. We've been getting hit with a bunch of DDoS attacks. Be transparent. You did it during SolarWinds. It paid dividends to the company. It paid dividends to your stock. It paid dividends to trust within your customers. You lose trust when you do this and people won't trust you anymore. They're going to go to your competitors for a DDoS attack now. You know why? Because you can't even defend your own infrastructure and you deserve it. You deserve it, Microsoft, because honesty is the number one key for us as a whole in cybersecurity to be able to defend ourselves. Knowing where you're weak so that we can be strong and knowing where we're weak so you can be strong is something very, very important. And you're not doing it. You're not pushing. You're not pulling your part of the weight here. Um, so so shame on you guys uh, for thinking that something like a statement like this. Whoever came up with the statement, by the way, on the Microsoft side should be fired. That's one person that should be on linkedin saying i um, looking for a new job why because you did this seriously that's it for the show y'all we'll be back tomorrow with a whole lot more shows live at 9 a.m eastern right here on facebook linkedin youtube twitter and twitch you can catch the show on your favorite podcast listening platform after the fact and it'll re-air on the cyber Hub podcast linkedin page um at uh, 10 a.m eastern until then have a great rest of your day y'all and most importantly stay cyber safe